Howdy, boys and girls, and welcome to College Football 2018. Uh, this is week two. Week two, we're getting ready for week two of the season, and uh, uh, appropriately enough, week two of the Carla and Crabby Show. Hi, Carla. Hey, welcome back to the studio. This is nice. Thank you. Um, yeah. I'm glad to see you escaped from the closet. That's that's a good I did thing. escape. From, I did escape from the closet, and I'm back in my little closet of a studio. It's funny because this room is actually smaller than the room I recorded in last week, but it looks a heck of a lot. Okay, see, so I did not know that. I did yeah. not. I was not aware of that. Um, <laughs> it just it looks a lot more inviting. Uh, it is, and like, we can have these, which is a nice thing too. Yes, I. For the um, first time this year, cheers. Cheers. <laughs> cheers. Mm. Yes, yeah, nice. We're not um, working around work hours and, and all of that fun stuff. Um. We got a bunch of stuff. We had, uh, that was, I, I love the first weekend. Um, the, there were a number of good games. Some of them, you know, they're contrived and assembled and, and all that stuff. But whatever, they were, they were, they were fun games to watch. Um, mm -hmm. I also liked that there was the whole weekend. Uh, you know, it just wrapped up the uh, the, the game last night. Um, you know, the last the last game of the weekend on on on, on that was Monday night. Monday yes. night. Yes, it Monday was night. Monday night. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so you just kind of get you, you immersed in the in the whole weekend, and I know we have to share with the NFL for, for much of the rest of the season. It's right, kind of sucks, but whatever. Um, uh, we're going to start something uh, a new before we actually get to the games, and um, I'm I'm going to actually let you uh, kind of explain what Overreaction Monday is because uh, this is a thing that that you used to do when you were yeah. an actual sports writer, and um, and we thought it would it would fit well here. What what exactly are we doing? So so um. Overreaction Monday was something that we kind of used as a term in the uh, in the pit when I worked at um, when I worked at Yahoo, um, looking at fan site message boards, and um, which is something I you have to have a stomach for. I, I do admit that, but um, but fans <laughs> jumping off the deep end um, after week one in particular, um, we would call it Overreaction Monday. How long would it take for a coach to be at you know a coach to be on the hot seat based on the fan base? <laughs> Um, ready to, to, to turn in their game jerseys, you know, um, they're selling their season tickets, all that kind of stuff. So it's completely off the deep end. Um, so normally we would do one big thing, but I think there was so much football this weekend, I thought it would be a little bit more fun to do an overreaction Monday um, on, on a team that, that we actually really should, like the overreaction is warranted mm -hmm. at this point. And then one that it's actually an overreaction Monday that the fan base is just going crazy and there's no need to panic. Yes. Okay. Okay. We like this idea, and 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 I have I have one that's. I mean, I, I actually looked at the, at the message boards after at the conclusion. Uh, I actually I did this on Sunday morning because I was uh, I did not stay up for the entire game, um, but on Sunday morning I went and looked at uh, the reaction of Michigan fans um, to the to the loss in Notre Dame, and I, I bring that up, and I'm I, we're, I'm, I know we're going to keep beating on 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 little Jimmy Herba, but but geez, um, if if a fan base might want to be concerned at this point of the season after after one after one week uh i would i would say that that's michigan's hmm. um I, in, in in this what what i saw that game shea patterson wasn't awful um uh, and and I, I didn't expect him to be awful but a uh, boy if, if he's if he's stuck in the pocket um if he isn't rolling out and throwing on the run he looks really shaky and really uncomfortable mm -hmm. um and and the the, the play where um he kind of got tomahawked with uh, and, and causing the fumble uh, toward the end of the game, that, that that's a good example. I mean, uh, that's that's not exclusively his problems. Michigan's offensive line 
is not good. Um, the other the, the other evidence you need of that is a uh, 58 yards rushing on 33 right. attempts for that game. Um, and now, and yes, and Notre Dame has a has legitimately solid defense, so that's uh, that's going to make a difference. Um, I would expect a little more offense when when Michigan plays uh, Western Michigan this Saturday, but. Uh, um, I, I saw this on ESPN somewhere. Jimmy Harbaugh was not hired at Michigan to lose to Notre Dame, right? Right. Yep. He was not hired at Michigan to to lose to Michigan State or to lose to Ohio State, and that's that's the only thing he's done consistently. Um, I, I you know I mentioned this a week ago, and I don't want to you know I don't want to belabor this, but um, that's a he's in a tough spot, and um, if if and, and he's in what is arguably the, the the toughest conference division in the country, um, so he's. Uh, he's. I think he's got to show something, um, or there will be real trouble in Ann Arbor by the end of the year. Um, and aside to this, um, and this is something that you wanted to mention, but um, yes, Notre Dame looked good, um, and boy, they're, they've got to be in, a, in a, a comfortable spot because of where they were ranked just to begin with, and just because they're Notre Dame, right? Yeah, I know, and and you know, they, well. You wondered which one of these two teams was was slightly overranked yeah. um, heading, in, and we figured this game was going to sort that out. Um, I'm scratching my head at Notre Dame going up four spots over a win against a Michigan team that looked eh mm-hmm. at times. Um, it might be the reverse overreaction Monday of, oh my gosh, Notre Dame beat Michigan. Let's put them in the top ten. Um, we'll see how long that lasts. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I it, is it warranted? Maybe um, a four position jump is a, is quite large um, for, for the first week. Although I will say I went and looked, it wasn't the furthest jump um, in the top 25 this LSU, week. Right? LSU yeah. went from 25 to 11. Talk about an overreaction Monday. <laughs> right now, um, uh, that was a great, that was a, an outstanding win from yes. LSU. Yeah. Um, but that big of a jump, and this is a team that's playing the arguably the most difficult schedule in the SEC this year. That, that one, for, and for that reason, that one will will straighten itself out. If they don't deserve to be there, um, and and they they have Auburn in a couple of weeks, so it, yes, it, we, we'll, we'll find out pretty quick about right. that. Notre Dame, I don't know if they have a whole lot of opportunities. I mean, they they I think they have to play Virginia Tech. Uh, they finish the season at Southern Cal. A um, couple of tough road games. Ain't much else. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe is Stanford at home? Maybe, uh, but. Uh, uh, Notre Dame is in a really, really comfy position at this point, and I'm, I'm, I like you. I'm not sure they deserve to be there. Um, real quick, the one team that I, uh, with if a fan base uh, that deserves to be happy, I mentioned these guys when we talked about this game last year as sort of being like my first man out or one of two first teams out of my Final Four, which, as we know, has already crumbled thanks to to Auburn beating Washington. But the, uh, the Auburn Tigers fans. Um, Again, not easy, not an easy thing, uh, but they that that defense is spectacular. Yeah. At least it looked it on Saturday. Um, not an easy road, but right. you know they're in a position, and and I think they're in a u- unique position, being in the same um, the division as, as Alabama and, and playing that that uh that that game every year. They kind of control their own destiny, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the strength of schedule is enough. Um, they, got, they have LSU in a couple weeks. Um, if if they get through, uh, they, they have Georgia on the road. Uh, that's a crossover game for them, and not an easy one certainly. And then right. they finish uh, uh, at Alabama. 
But with that defense, if they could if they could find a little more consistent scoring, um, and, and I, I imagine they will, because that's a, that's a really good Washington defense that they faced on Saturday. Right. Um, they're they're in an interesting spot. Um, and if they you know if they if they get through the season, there is no question um, they could get through the season with with one loss. And I still think there's there's really not much of a question about whether or not they they would make the final four. Yeah. No, I I, I agree. They looked really really good. Um, and I would even say that. This was kind of the first time that I actually saw Malzahn's hurry up actually work in a way. And, right. well, and you know, like, I mean, he's been trying to do this for years and mm -hmm. it just always, it would, something would go wrong. There'd be, you know, a procedural penalty or just something really silly that would slow them down and prevent them from going tempo. Yeah. My gosh, they came out flying on Saturday. That first series was insane. Um, they got, you know, they got the Huskies to go three and out and then all of a sudden they were right down the field and it was like, whoa, okay, welcome to college football. Um, mm -hmm. it was, it was really quick. Um, so I agree. I, I think Auburn definitely has, um, they control their destiny. You're right. That's a great spot to be in. Um, so my you, your thoughts on overreaction, uh, not quite Monday, but Tuesday and people will be listening to on Friday. On Thursday and Friday, something like yeah. that. Um, okay, so if I'm if I'm a fan base and that that went off the deep end, and you actually rightfully should have gone off the deep end, um, I'm sorry, Florida State. Um, yeah, but that, yeah. that was that. That's a real head scratcher. That one. Um, I, I I was I was surprised. You expect Virginia Tech to be tough, especially defense, but. Oof. Yeah, it, they just looked, and, and you got DeAndre Francois back, and, and we know he's a good quarterback because we saw him be a good quarterback um, before he went, at, you know, out for injury last year. But my gosh, that team just—they did not look prepared mm -hmm. at all for any of that game. The offense was completely out of sync. Now, yes, I realize it was really Taggart's first game, but you have to wonder if the learning curve is a little like—if—is there an issue with the way that Willie's trying to implement this new offensive scheme? Um, because man, they just couldn't do anything. Um, and of course, yes, Beamer ball is a thing. It still is a thing because, you know, the block, the block um, punt was yeah. a thing of beauty. I mean, yes. you couldn't have asked for yes. a, a better executed play. Could have asked for a better camera shot from ESPN. Um, <laughs> I hate that end zone cam. But anyhow, um, yeah, I, if I'm a Final Florida State fan, I'm starting to sit on my hands a little bit and I'm getting nervous about this season. Um, and you have to hope that they look a lot better next week. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, I, I think you have a right to be nervous about this season. Mm -hmm. um, team that should not be concerned. Um, I, I would counter your your Auburn with with a Washington. I, okay. If I'm if I'm Washington, I don't think I'm overly concerned. Um, yes, that's a huge loss. Now you got to win out. Mm -hmm. That's you have to take care of business in your conference, and and you have to win the Pac-12. Um, that's the way you can still get into the playoff. I'm I'm not worried about that. The other team that I wouldn't be super concerned, and this is a fan base that loves to jump off the deep end immediately. Um, is Tennessee. Um, Tennessee did not look good against West Virginia. Mm -hmm. They have some pieces in place, though. I'm not ready to have that fan base jump off the deep end yet. They, did, they they, ever, did they ever find a head coach? Um, finally, well, they've got Jeremy Pruitt right now, but the um, right. but but Tennessee Twitter on Saturday was asking how long it was going to take for Philip Fulmer to fire Jeremy Pruitt and name himself <laughs> head coach. Um, so. So, so there's a, there's a lot of overreaction Monday happening from the UT fan base, but that's a thing. That's that's normal. Okay. Um, ask Jeremy, ask, ask Greg Chiano about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so this is a thing. I, I wouldn't worry yet. Um, you want to see some market improvement. West Virginia is a good football team, so I yeah. wouldn't, um, I, I I wouldn't be super concerned. And neutral site, and there was a weird hour long rain delay, which is like that's the worst part of this time of football. 
is these weird weather delays. Um, and so you have to think that played a little bit of rhythm issues. Um, so Tennessee, don't panic yet. I think I think Jeremy Pruitt's a good coach. I think he's going to turn these things around. You just got fed a really, really, really good football team in week one. Um, give him some time to sort this out. And I think I think Tennessee is going to be okay. Um, so yeah, those are my those are my overreactions. Okay. Okay, that sounds good. Um, we can we, we may bring this back uh, if it's uh, if it's necessary. We may we reserve the right to tinker with format. We'll see what we do. But that's a that was a, a fun way to approach this, especially after week one, when still basically no one really knows anything. Um, right. But it's still fun to to get all hysterical uh, on in in one extreme or the other. Um, another team that that probably doesn't have anything to worry about at this point of the season uh, is number two Clemson. Um, they are going to uh, Texas A&M on Saturday, and they're favored by 12 points. And this is just we, – we don't have a ton of, like, a, a top 25 on top 25 matchups this week. But this is this game was intriguing because this could be – I mean, on, on paper, A&M is not, is not uh, what they've been in the past, um, and Clemson certainly is. But um, could be this could, this could still be – on paper, this could still be an interesting thing, especially on the road. What do you think? Yeah, I like this game a lot um, for a number of reasons. Both these teams played cupcakes last week. Um, yes. So they really haven't been tested. Um, so talk about an overreaction Monday. We don't know anything about either of these two teams. Right. Um, Clemson roughed up Furman, uh, as they should. Um, I, some, I do, some poor I, dude named Furman. I don't know who he is. Right. Okay, so I do have to I have to, do, I have to take us off the off course for, for one second here okay. because the AP story out of this game had probably one of the best lines ever. Um, so I want to give credit to um, Jeffrey Collins, okay. I'm gonna double check his name, Jeffrey Collins oh, of the okay. Associated Press who is covering this game, who in his takeaways for this game, the takeaways for Furman, this is no joke what the Associated Press printed. Nobody appeared to be injured. The Paladins picked up $360,000 for their short trip to Death Valley. The ride back to Greenville is 30 miles and the bus has air conditioning. Okay, that's a win, yeah, that, that's good. <laughs> I, love, I love that. Like that's, that, that is literally the takeaway from that game for Furman. They got paid, they did their thing and you know, congratulations, enjoy the air conditioning and nobody got hurt. You'll be fine for next week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Great. Collins, thank you for being honest. Yeah. Um, so anyhow, the most intriguing thing about the Clemson game, um, about that game was the fact that like, there's still a little bit of uncertainty as to whether Kelly Bryant's still gonna be the starting quarterback at Clemson, which is mm -hmm. a ridiculous question to ask um, after you have a quarterback that took your team to the national semifinals last year um but freshman or yeah freshman freshman uh trevor lawrence um they they alternated so um bryant played the first quarter lawrence played the second quarter and they did some alternating stuff in the second half trevor lawrence threw three touchdown passes and all five of his drives ended in a score that's an impressive debut yes it's Furman. i get that but there's there's a lot of excitement around this kid and here's the other thing that's a little bit scary if you're an opponent of clemson um, the freshmen are taking over. Um, this mm -hmm. is the, this is a young, really, really good team. Their freshman running back, Lynn J. Dixon, had a couple of really nice breakout runs in that game. Um, they had a freshman wide receiver and a freshman tight end caught, caught the last two touchdowns of the game. Um, okay. So this is a super young team, and they have a, um, a front four on defense, all of which could be potential NFL first-rounders. Um, so, so Clemson looks really, really good. Texas A&M blew out uh, Northwestern State. Right. Um, primarily behind the legs of Travion Williams. Travion Williams went for over 200 yards, three touchdown, explosive big plays. This is Jimbo Fisher's first go round. Um, and what was Jimbo's kind of 
hallmark at Florida State while he was there. He liked the explosive big play. Mm -hmm. He didn't get it from his quarterback, but he got it from his running back. Good start for, for what he's trying to do there. Here's the challenge. You have a, a Texas A&M team that's getting their big explosive plays from a running back going up against potentially the best front four in defense in Clemson this week. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't see how that, how that works out for Texas A&M in a good way. Um, until, until they get a little bit more going on offense and that'll take some time. That'll take yeah. Jimbo some time. The other wild card in all this is who knows Clemson better than anybody, Jimbo Fisher. Right. Um, from being a, a constant thorn in Clemson's side and vice versa. Mm -hmm. um, so if anybody can make this two quarterback thing work, it might be Dabo. Mm -hmm. Jimbo is working to get his um, offense in, in place. He's had some defensive disciplinary issues. There are two players ejected for targeting last week. Um, the biggest receiver right now is a tight end. I like Clemson in this game. Um, I think it could be close in the first half as these two teams are feeling each other out first test of the year. But I, I just, I see Clemson pulling away in this one in the second half. Okay. I, I, I agree. I don't think there's any reason to, to, to suggest that, that Clemson is not going to win this game. Um, but, but stuff that, that could happen. Um, it, as you said, uh, Jimbo knows Clemson very, very well, uh, as well as probably uh, any coach uh, that's not actually on the staff at Clemson. Um, right. A, a good running game can be effective against a team, especially if they um, uh, have a you know strong front four that, that wants to kind of tee off. Um, sometimes the best way to attack a, a front like that is to run right at them. Um, and 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 actually, uh, an offense that, that features a tight end is also not a bad way to keep that stuff off balance. Those are quick passes. Um, that's, yeah, that's a good point. I'm, I'm I'm reaching here a little bit, yeah. but and then you know you add all that up. Uh, with the with the atmosphere at College Station, which that's a big building, and the people who live in that isolation are just nuts. So <laughs> it'll be a fun atmosphere, and it will be that part will be a challenge for Clemson. Um, again, yeah. I, I think this has a potential to be a fun game, uh, at least through the half, maybe even the second half. Um, don't see Clemson doing anything but winning at the end. Um, but but still, I think I think uh, uh, worth checking out. Um, the one kind of marquee game we have on the schedule for this weekend is uh, number 17 USC at number 10 Stanford. Stanford is favored by four and a half. Um, tree or Trojans? What do you think? I don't know. Okay. 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 Um, so so here's here's the thing. Um, Everybody's figured out that Bryce Love is a pretty darn good running back, um, yes. in including San Diego State last week, who held Bryce Love to a ridiculously low amount of yardage. And so they ended up having to rely, Stanford ended up having to rely on the arm of KJ Costello, which worked. Um, yeah, it didn't, didn't turn out too bad for him. No, he, he did just fine. Um, the big question there is will that same strategy work against USC? I, mm -hmm. I don't know. USC's got a much better defense um, than San Diego State does. So that's a big question heading into this. Um, USC is starting a freshman um, quarterback for the first time since. Uh, uh, no, there was, no, I, was. It's like the second time they've done that. I think it's the second that. time they've done that, and like, um, yeah, gosh, that's a total brain lapse on my part because um, I, I should know who, who Sam Darnold, maybe. Maybe. Um, so, so first time they've started a freshman quarterback in a long time. Mm -hmm. um, he looks solid. It took him a while to get going, but I mean, he's an 18-year-old kid starting 
you know, in, in his first uh, major collegiate football game. And of course there's some jitters and, you know, he had some, some oops, the running backs on the wrong side kind of moments in his first couple of drives, but that happens. Um, and, and he recovered and the, and the Trojans won the game. Yeah. Um, one of the comments that we knew about USC heading into the season was the fact that they, they needed to, sh to shore up some things on defense. Um, they didn't necessarily show that they had fixed those problems in this last game. Um, and so you have a defense that might have some questions going up against one of the best running backs in the country. And you have to wonder how that's going to work out. But here's the thing I can't, this is why I can't pick this game because of the Stanford postulate of 2017. Okay. If you, if you remember that from last year's episodes, oh, that Stanford did the exact opposite of what we expected them to do every single time. Uh, every, it's true. It's true. Every it's true. single time we picked Stanford to win, they would lose. We picked Stanford to lose. They would win. I, Stanford wins. Tree. Yes. Tree. Stanford wins. We're going to break the postulate. I, Stanford wins. I am in agreement that that, and um, I, you know, if I was if I was actually you know putting money on this game, I then maybe you, you worry about the, the the Stanford postulate. But I, but in this case, um, I I see this as a as a thing for uh, for Tree, um, particularly after last weekend. Uh, you know. If Stanford is looking at their their schedule and how things uh, play out, you, you've got to be looking at Washington and how that's going to go. Yeah. Granted, it's 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 um it's not a conference loss for Washington, and that that still all has to play out uh, in the conference schedule. But you know, suddenly uh, this team that that uh, everyone a lot of people have been picking for the Final Four maybe looks a little mortal, and um and suddenly again you feel like okay this uh, this door is open a little bit. Um, I think a lot will depend on Bryce Love. Um, you, you mentioned the, some kind of the defensive issues that, that SC had uh, when they played UNLV last weekend. Um, boy, Southern Cal better not do that <laughs> against Bryce Love. Because yeah. I, I, my, my assumption would be uh, that, that, that Stanford is going to move to, to correct um, San Diego State. I mean, sold out to stop him, and they did. He, was, uh, he, he got a 29 yards rushing on that, on for that game. Um, yeah. So I, I, I think Stanford will change stuff up. Uh, to change that, Stanford is is um, I, I I love that they're a good physical football team in the Pac-12, and I think that that plays that works in their advantage at some time, uh, sometimes. Um, and and then JT Daniels, you mentioned the the freshman quarterback at Southern Cal. Um, that's he's in a tough spot to to, to open conference play uh, on the road against what is probably the most physical team in the conference. Um, he might get smacked around a little bit. Um, it, it, it will be a, a, a tough thing for him. So I, I, I think kind of between that and between uh, a resurgent Bryce Love, um, I, I think Stanford is going to win this one. And then we, we, we did this a little bit out of chronological order by 30 minutes or so, but we wanted to save this one for last because, because uh, there, aren't, there aren't that many more of these coming uh, in, the, in the near future. Number 13, Penn State at... Pitt, just down the road for me in the Mustard Bowl. Penn State is favored by um, eight and a half to nine points. Um, interesting game for Penn State last Saturday, huh? Yeah, just a bit. Um, talk about um, overreaction Monday. But, <laughs> but, but here's, here's the thing with, with that. The one thing that, that I, I seem to notice was that there wasn't a total complete loss of composure. That's no, what App State not does. Not at all. Um, App State has done this for how many years in a row now where they bring their opening, their season opener, they play a, usually a top 25 opponent and they take them to the wire. Mm -hmm. They did it to Georgia last year. Of course, everybody references the Michigan win from how many years ago. But I mean, 
Georgia was on the ropes. They took Tennessee to the ropes a couple of years ago before that. Like this is just the way App State operates. Mm -hmm. um, and so was I surprised that it was a close game? No, I wasn't. Was I surprised it was that close? Yeah, a bit. Um, <laughs> especially playing it in Beaver Stadium, right? Like the friendly confines of Beaver Stadium, like that's that's a little bit of a head scratcher. But McSorley misses it was it was very obvious that McSorley was was trying to get used to the new weapons around him. Yeah. Um and and he definitely was missing Gasecki and Barkley a lot. Mm -hmm. Um defense was a little at times as well, especially in the second half. I mean, you, you don't let especially a team, in the fourth quarter. Right. Yeah. You, you you definitely don't let a team like App State score 28 points in the fourth quarter. Um so yes, there are a lot of questions heading into this game against Pitt. They did pull it out. You have a senior quarterback who kept his composure and led the team to a win. Mm -hmm. Um you also have a running back in Miles Sanders who is starting to kind of emerge into this new starting role after, you know, being the second fiddle to Saquon for all these years. Right. Um, and he looked and he ended up scoring the, the game winner in overtime um, straight up the middle. Um, mm -hmm. So it's, it's coming together. It was a little too nerve wracking for anyone's comfort on Saturday, but they pulled out the win. Um, and it shouldn't have been that surprising because Penn state only had two returning starters on defense this year. So <laughs> the defense is trying to figure things out. They, they obviously still have a lot of work to do in that regard. Um, Pitt had a nice win against Albany, did what they were supposed to do. Yes. Um, Kenny Pickett looked sharp again, in, especially in the first half. He cooled off in the second half. He went like 13 for 13, 13 of his first 13 passes he completed. So he was on fire at the very beginning of the game. That cooled off in the second half. Um, running backs combined for over 200 yards. Um, the biggest kind of worry for Pitt and right now is the fact is, is that offensive line really improved? Um, we don't know because they played Albany. Right. Um, you know, they were able to rush for 200 yards. That's usually a good sign. But when you're playing, you know, a, a lesser opponent like in Albany, how much is that really improved? Um, it's going to be a really interesting game on Saturday. Penn State is still technically the better team. Mm -hmm. um, and and I, I believe them to be the better team. I think this game is going to also be too close for comfort because Pitt now has um, the reputation of liking to win, of wanting to win this game. They've won two out of three. Um, I think they believe that they can win this game because they're playing at home. They 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 saw like we did what happened in Beaver Valley last weekend. Um, you know, I I think it's going to be a close game. I I don't like the line in this game at all. Um, I think it's going to be closer than than eight point game, mm -hmm. um, just because of the rivalry fact. Um, I think Penn State finds, I think McSorley finds a way to pull it out, but I think it's going to be another nail biter. Um, and Nittany Lion fans are going to be going, oh my gosh, here we go again. Um, but it's going to come down to the fourth quarter. I, I really believe that. Um, I hope I'm wrong. I, I hope that it's, you know, that we're breathing easy in the fourth quarter and, and we're pulling in second stringers, but I really don't believe that to be the case. Um, I think this is going to be a nail biter. Penn State pulls it out, but it's going to be a, going to be a really close game. Okay. Okay. Can we call this like a pre- Overreaction Monday? Can can we call it that, or are we pre overreactioning for this this one? Um, um a little maybe. I know it's and it's worth. I it, trust me. I mean, you, when you get to um, they get to rivalry games. Uh, that's that is a, a all bets are off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I don't. I, when when you look, I mean, other than how the game played out, it's it really it's not Saturday's game against App State was not a bad game 
Um, you mentioned the defense, and that's that's uh, that's that's clearly a thing. Some of that's inexperience. Um, it, it's you know it, it's tempting to look at the offense and, and say, well, you know, Saquon Barkley's gone, uh, Gusecki's gone, but uh, you know, the rushing game that you're still over 200 yards rushing. Um, right. You know, McSorley threw for 230 and a touchdown and no picks. Um, I, it, it was not a bad game. Um, just the, uh, uh, the, the, that it got so tight in the fourth quarter and had to go overtime, um, is, is a little eye opening. But the difference in that game, I think, is the difference in this game as well. Um, and I don't, I, I don't know that Pitt has the equivalent, uh, of a, of a McSorley on the roster. Um, he has, he has proven, uh, uh over and over and over, um, that, that he is comfortable in those situations. Um, that the end that you know that, that the team clearly trusts him uh to, to to guide them to some uh whether it's you know whether it's comebacks whether it's it's a uh, stuff that they have to squeak out in overtime against appalachian state or you know whether it's a a, a road game uh in in the mustard bowl um i, I think some of it is uh, you know we we all know what appalachian state does and and certainly uh, you know, we're aware of that the tendency, especially in the first week of the season. But it's a natural thing. You look at that. You, you look at the school, and they were one double A a decade ago, and you, and you think, okay, this isn't going to be that hard. So you're overestimating a little bit. Um, I don't think that's going to be the case for for Penn State this weekend. And uh, I, I think the difference in the in the leadership of a guy like McSorley um, will make uh, will, will be the difference in that game on Saturday. So I. I I, I agree that uh, eight and a half to nine is is probably tough, but um, eh, a, a win by touchdown uh, might be late in the game. But I, I think that's a, that's a reasonable thing to expect for for your Nittany Lions. Yes, um, guys, you can find the Carla Crabby Show everywhere uh, for the duration of the college football season. Uh, for video, look for us on uh, YouTube or at our Facebook page. If you want to listen, you want Carla Crabby Show in your head. You can find us at iTunes, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, and Stitcher, in addition to the Facebook page. Uh, if you like the show, give us a rating review. If you don't, mind your own damn business. Uh, thank you very much for <laughs> watching and listening. Uh, Carla, thank you. Thank you. And I did a quick I did a quick recon before yes. we cheers. The yes. USC quarterback, the freshman, Matt Barkley. Okay, Matt so it's Bar- been a while. Matt Barkley in 2009 was last freshman. So yeah, I good. apologize, USC fans. Um, I, Google is a beautiful thing in the middle of a show. Yes, it is. Good company for that kid, too. Cheers, yes. everybody. Cheers. Thank you, guys. We'll talk to you again soon.